1998, I became assistant director of a nonprofit organization in Stamford, Connecticut. And they work with teenagers who were in foster care and teenagers who had been arrested for crimes and were in the criminal justice system. And the director there said to me that um, the low-income children in that city did okay in grade school, but by the time they hit middle school, they really started to go down the tubes. And by the time they hit high school, they were dropping out, getting involved in crime and drugs. And he said Connecticut had just started charter schools, and he wanted to start a charter school that would be small class sizes, rigorous academics, heavy parental involvement, and school uniforms. I said, that sounds like a great idea. Keep me posted. A couple of weeks later, he met me in the driveway of one of the houses we ran, and he gave me this big, thick document that was like the size of a phone book. And he said, we have a ton of work to do in the next six weeks. It was the application to start a charter school. So there were in existence about eight charter schools already in Connecticut. I called the principals of all eight schools and said, can you advise me or give me help? Every one of them said to me, there is no way you can fill that out in six weeks. You're going to need six months, if not a year. You should be thinking of next December. I said, I don't have six months. I have six weeks. Will you help me? Some of them said yes. Most of them ignored me, and I found out under the Freedom of Information Act, I could plant myself in the Agency of Education file room and look through all their proposals. So they helped me, and even if they didn't know it. I worked on that thing day and night. It was due December 18, 1998. I still remember uh, Thanksgiving Day, 1998, I spent in my office working on that proposal. Uh, at 5 o'clock, I went to a Boston market and got takeout chicken and cream spinach, <laughs> brought it back, worked on the proposal. Somehow, I put it all together, and I found an all-night Kinko's opened at 3 a.m. in White Plains, New York, on December 18th, and I gave them this big, thick thing and said, I'm going to go get sleep. I'm coming back in a few hours to pick up 20 bound copies. I drove that thing to Hartford later that day and dropped it off with like two hours to spare. I then went and got a massage. Four months later, in March of 1999, I found out that there were 10 proposals to charter charter school. The state was going to fund two, Yale Law School and ours. However, yeah, however, we had to open that school on September 1st of that year. That gave us five months to find teachers, uh, uniforms, books, desks, computers, a building. It just looked impossible. First thing we did is we ran notice in the papers to get students. We were flooded with applications. There were so many parents who knew if their kids went to the mainstream schools, they were going to go down the tube. So we had to have a lottery to pick the first 48 students for that school. Then we ran ads to hire a principal. We had a couple of applicants. We interviewed them all. We had a whole process. We had teams, reference checks. We picked this guy. He looked great. Five days in the job, he quit. He said, this school is not going to be, I can see you're not going to be ready. And he quit. Then we called the backup candidate, and he said, I'm not interested. There's no way you're going to get this together. I'm sticking with the job I have. That whole summer, you can't believe the stress. Every day I would wake up with a splitting headache. My stomach was in a knot. I couldn't sleep well. I was losing weight. I was getting depressed. There was many times 
I was ready to just throw in a towel. It was ruining my physical and mental health trying to get this school off the ground. The only thing that kept me in there was when the parents applied, the child had to apply, 10 or 11-year-old kids. And there was a section in there where the kid had to fill out a line that said, what I, want, I, would, like to t- what I would like to tell you I- about myself is, most of the kids wrote, what I would like to tell you is, I have a dog. What I would like to tell you is, I like the Red Sox. One 11-year-old girl wrote in there, what I would like to tell you is, I am not dumb. And that, I still have that sheet. That sheet, when I'd be ready to toss in the towel, was the only thing that kept me going. The notion that there was an 11-year-old girl in that city, and she wanted to prove the world that she wasn't dumb, and this school was her way to do that, that's the only thing that kept me in there. September 1st, 1999, Trailblazers Academy opened its doors. And 48 students walked in the door with their maroon Trailblazers Academy shirts and their khaki pants. 92% of them qualified for free or reduced price lunch. The city average was 30%. So we had triple the number of kids who came from poverty, which is exactly who we were looking for. We got exactly the kids we wanted for that school. Instead of getting a massage, I flew to Tucson, Arizona, Uh, because I read about a group of monks who lived in the Sonoran Desert, and I stayed with them, and they fed me and gave me tea, and I hiked, and I meditated, and I came back to myself. The next year, we added an eighth grade, so now we had 72 students. The next year, I left to go to Vermont to run Spectrum. They started a high school after that. Then they took over a failing school in New Haven, Connecticut, So we opened up Trailblazers in 1999, and there are probably over 1,000, 2,000 children of poverty who have had a chance to get a good education, which makes me feel great. And I sometimes wonder if anybody asks me, is there any job in the world that's worst worth bringing yourself to the point of physical and emotional exhaustion like I was? And the answer is no, there's not. But sometimes there is. And the chance to start a school where an 11-year-old girl can prove to the world, I am not dumb, that's worth sacrificing yourself for. Thank you.